It was almost like I stepped outside myself for a moment. Wow, look at you. It was like a, a, a proud moment of myself. Like I, I did not think I was that, I, I could do that. It's priceless, I don't know how to explain it. We made it, you're here. I welcome you to this episode of the Positive Birth Story podcast with me, Swedish midwife Wasa Holstein. I'm a healthcare entrepreneur and also a very proud mother of three beautiful See My Big Children. As a midwife working in Sweden, I've had the great honor of assisting a large number of women during the process of giving birth and also worked intensely with birth preparation for many years. And I'm absolutely passionate about it because I know that the way we prepare will have an impact on how we perceive birth. In this episode, we will hear Rachel's story about giving birth to her second child with a fear that grew stronger and stronger the closer the due date she came. To, during birth, seeing that fear transpose into strength. Yeah, like the fear was there to challenge her. This is a podcast with women for women. So Rachel, truly great having you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. What made you accept my invitation to come to this podcast to share the story of the birth of your second child? That's a good question. I think um, mostly I think we must uh, share our experiences. So I'm a proponent of asking advice of others and advice comes through experience. And I thought that it would be important to share something positive about births. I think we often focus mostly on maybe the birth of the the child coming into the world, and perhaps we focus on the pain associated with childbirth, but we forget about the process. And I think it can be a very positive one, and I think we need to share more positive experiences. So how would you compare your second birth with your first birth? I would say it was a bit more of a um, solo journey, despite that, I, of course, I had lots of help from the midwives and the and my husband, but it was sort of a, a test to my inner strength. And it was very positive because I I, I really felt that I, I dug down deep in my soul and my heart and my strength came mm. out and brought me to the other side. And... It was an experience that I hadn't had before, uh, or maybe I revisited a sort of an older soul of myself. And mm. I, I really, I still, it's that experience still carry, carry with me when I have, I'm challenged. And I think very nice thoughts about it and things about myself having passed through it and survived. Sounds like it was a strong experience for you as a person then. Yes, very much so. I also a big proponent of women's health and, of course, medical attention, all those things. But the other part of it, which is about your mind and your soul, and your, is important to share too. So what kind of preparation did you do for the second birth? Well, for both of my children, I went to a Lamaze class, and that's, of course, how I met you. I felt after... My first birth, that I, preparing for my second birth, I needed to remind myself of the breathing techniques because they were very helpful in the first birth. And I had had a, a bit of fear coming into my second birth, and it kind of got greater and greater as the due date came sooner and sooner. And 
uh, it was my, the advice of my midwife said, ah, oh, you know, maybe you should take another birthing class if you found that helpful the first time, just to refresh yourself. And during those sessions, I realized why I was so scared. And it was um, an experience from my first birth that I sort of had repressed or kind of buried and forgot about. And so, which was just that my first daughter at the end, we had a, a little bit of an urgent situation. And so we had to use some, uh, a quicker way to, to get her out of my womb, which was with, with a vacuum for mm -hmm. lack of, I don't know the medical term. Vacuum um, extraction. Yes. <laughs> and so... I realized in, in some of our work during that workshop that that fear was really strong. And so reminding myself of the breathing techniques and recognizing what that fear was gave me um, enough confidence to start when the birth started. I, that fear sort of trans, transposed into strength and I really tapped into that strength to make it through the fear. And it was also the breathing. I cannot emphasize enough how important the Lama's breathing for me was very helpful to get through the, the different contractions and the pain. And in what way would you say it was so helpful? Your body is miraculously on time. They come at very distinct intervals. They gradually build into more intensity. Um, and that doesn't, it happens over hours for me. My births were both very slow. Um, and so the breathing techniques, you can focus on that instead of the pain that you're experiencing. And it, it really, I have a strong meditate or yoga practice or meditation, which is very important about breath. And so for me, focusing on that was, it was a way to cope with the pain that is happening through, you know, childbirth there's some physical pain involved mm -hmm. and so it was helpful to alleviate that I didn't focus so much on the pain but on keeping my rhythm of my breath and that was very helpful for so me. that was to focus on the breath did you work with any pictures or no words I, I or? have to say, I did have a, a repetitive like a meditative humdi humdi that I would in at certain points I would tap into that waiting kind of for the calm. next contraction to mm. come But no, I didn't have any pictures or candles or music. It was just about me and the birth and my husband, of course, and my and the midwives. I, I can't. I had such wonderful women surrounding me and helping me, and I will be internally grateful to these women that helped me through this very important process. Mm. I so, see you get. Teary I'm getting teary now. <laughs> I'm teary eyed because it's amazing to me that you. I never met these people before, but they have a sincere love for for the for the people they're helping, and it's amazing. It was truly amazing. So, what happened to you when birth started? Since you talked about this fear building up during pregnancy, I guess it started a little bit earlier in the afternoon, and I could feel something happening slowly. I recognized the pain of you know the contraction feeling in the beginning from mm -hmm. my first birth. And then at some point I called the, the the number line and they, after calling them a couple of times and said, I don't know, it's it seems to start and stop often. And I was keeping track of the contractions mm. and how often they were happening and because there's an app you can do that, <laughs> do that with these days. And then I think eventually they said, why don't you come in? And we called my husband's brother came over because it was quite, it was midnight, I think. And so he came over to 
be with my daughter. And then my husband's mother came over after, shortly after that. So um, when Ruby woke up, she, her grandmother was there. And then we went to the hospital, and I was really surprised that I was, I think, seven centimeters dilated. Mm, already? <laughs> yeah, oh. no, it, I mean, it was several hours from, okay. I guess, when it started. So I, But I didn't expect to be, and then I was sort of, I remember there was this relief. I was like, oh, we're well, almost there. But then it stopped again. So this was very common with both my births. They would, mm. It would start and stop and start and stop. So then I would feel no contractions for an hour. And then... Quite it, nice in a way to have a little rest. But did it make you impatient? I think I was just tired. <laughs> mm. It still was a tiring process. And I, I have to say at the very end, the, the moment when I had to push, which was at the same moment from the previous birth that, was so, that became scary that was when I had my moment of I can't do this because I didn't know what to do because I didn't get to do it the the first time since Ruby was quickly evacuated mm. from me so I remember being very much uh, frustrated and wanted to give up by and the end was, by the end uh. at the very end at the pushing at the mm. very end when you're supposed to push mm -hmm. And I remember being so tired and then and thinking, I don't want to do this anymore. And both my husband and the midwife said, oh, yes, you are. And they really pushed me through towards the... Then I kind of figured out, okay, how do I, how do I push the baby? Because I didn't really do that the first time. Mm. So that was a challenge, a big challenge at the, with my second child, yes. So did you find their coaching helpful? Amazingly helpful. And... Uh, <laughs> With both of my births, they had I had many midwives because I we went through a couple shifts, <laughs> and um, they were so different each set of them. So some were very nurturing, and some were very uh, not unnurturing, but very sterile in the fact that let's go, let's get this baby out, and very stern and all business and and giving me strength, but less. Um, less rosy about it, less, you know, holding my hand, so to speak. They were still there pushing me, but in a different way. And all of them collectively were such a positive thing. I think they really make a difference because they really made this such a amazing experience. Sounds like they kind of carried you they through did. it. They do. And yeah. I, they do this for so many women. <laughs> There's so many births and I don't know... It must. Um, I'm sure they've also seen some very challenging experiences, and but they, they have this force, and I. I think a, it's a profound love for the woman and the yeah. process. Yeah, I'd say as a midwife, <laughs> precisely. And you know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, what was the best way for you to cope with the contractions? Really, the breath. I can't emphasize that enough, and. Knowing that it wasn't forever, it was it was going to end with a child eventually, and that they were very time. They're so your body's so on time. You know they're coming exactly so many. I mean they they come further apart and then they get closer and closer, and they and it's sort of you can feel the intensity. It's almost something you know once you have a few of them. You say, okay, I get this, I can do this. And so it's not all of a sudden, wham, now we're having a baby. It's a, a gradual process. 
And I guess for me, it took a long time. The, the, it started, stopped, so maybe that was a little exhausting. But it's sort of predictable what, when it's going to happen. And so knowing that, okay, it's about time, and then, oh, it's happening. So you just need a, you either count in your head the time or you look at a, a stopwatch and you can feel it coming. And you can feel it climaxing and then going back down again. Mm, that's and the best feeling, isn't and it? If your breath, <laughs> yeah, no, and if, your breath, if you're with it, with your breath, then it, you don't even feel it really. You just have to do this rhythmic breathing. And then you're through it. So you know, okay, there's one down. The next one's going to come. I can, and, and really resting in between, taking a pause. And that was when you did the chanting. Yeah, the mm -hmm. sort of chanting mm -hmm. to myself. So what helped you find that super focus? I think also having a, a strong yoga practice and knowing to sort of be present and to stay present only in that contraction, in that moment. Don't think about anything but that very moment. It was important to stay present. With the breath. Yeah, with the breath. Uh, connected with the breath. And always having this idea that, you know, women have been giving birth to children forever, not in hospitals, all around the world, children are born, and, and knowing that everybody can do this. If they, we can do, I could do this. Everyone has done this. Did you think about that during I the birth? I did sometimes when I yeah. think, oh, this is so hard. And then I would think, oh, think about all these people around the world who don't have hospitals. <laughs> They're giving birth, and it's going to be okay. It was very tribal in the end. At some points, I felt... I was standing outside myself looking down at myself in, during my birth, when I had to tap into that strength to... By the end of birth? At the end, oh. it was sort of, it was, okay, this is it. And I, it was almost like I stepped outside myself for a moment and said, wow, look at you. And it, it really, I, I, like, I, I did not think... I could do that, I guess. You can't say it on the podcast, but it gives me the shivers. <laughs> okay. I mean, of course, I'm overjoyed with the birth of my children, but I'm equally shocked at the person who did it. And it's it was like a, a, a proud moment of myself. And I didn't, yeah, I haven't had that feeling so often. Had you met her before, this woman? I think when I was, when you're young and sort of naive and you think you can do anything, it was sort of that teenage, that youthful, uh, I'll go out and conquer the world. It was, it's that girl who, I, you, I, it's not that I'm not that person anymore, but I used to be a lot more fearless and jump off of cliffs into water and do sort of crazy things. And I hadn't seen that being it was a very i don't know a personal challenge and i i i dug into some inner core of myself that i hadn't seen in a long time in that regard it was such a unique experience that differed from the first time you gave birth yeah i think the first time everything's new and you're just uh it's you, you can't even Every single moment is so new. So you, so the second time you think, oh, it should be just like that, or, but it really wasn't. And then it was a, a little bit more personal solo journey for me. Even though all these people were definitely there, and I needed them. What do you think helped you tap into that super naive you, strong you? I don't. I to be honest, birth? I don't know. It just it seemed like I have to. I just it just happened. I I really don't. 
It wasn't that I felt there was no one in the room to help me. It just sort of came naturally. It was like this, I'm going to do this. How was it for your partner the second time when you did this solo race more? <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, I hopefully he doesn't get upset when he, if he hears this. Uh, I, I did feel that he was a little less connected with me in some of the, in some of the points. Uh, definitely when I needed his hand support, he was there. But I, I often felt that I was sort of off on this this my own journey and he was definitely there and I think he was quite overwhelmed perhaps of course when you see your loved one going through something as intense as childbirth or any other intense situation but it felt a little I felt a little less connected with him throughout the whole experience so there were moments where we were very entwined and then there were moments where he was he was there he was helpful giving me water and whatnot but he Give me empty glasses of water <laughs> by accident, I think. I think he was a little bit, uh, not aloof in a bad way, but sort of shocked at what was happening. Because you were in your power, you think? Or? Yeah, I think it was just seeing me in a different light. I, I didn't recognize myself. So I imagine he didn't recognize me mm. either. So did you eat or drink anything during birth or didn't you? I really was thirsty. So I had I kept wanting water. Um, and I, I think we brought a lot of melon because that was something, I don't know if I had it during my first birth or I thought, oh, that would be a nice thing to have. Um, but no, I did, mostly water. I was really, I wasn't super hungry. I was just very thirsty all the time, uh, which is funny because I remember my mom telling me the story of when she gave birth to me. She was so hungry. They stopped and she had a corned beef sandwich or something. And I often wonder if that's why I'm vegan. <laughs> Harsh start. I don't think. But no, I wasn't super hungry. I was super thirsty. Did you move around in the room? Did you use did, the Pilates ball? I did um, bounce on those bouncy, the ball, mm -hmm. the exercise ball. I did that for a little while. I did pace around up and down. I remember being really warm, so I had always kept opening the window. I think they tried to put me in different positions and things, but that didn't that didn't go over well. So I just said, "No, I just want to sit my legs up." I was very so you were kind of in this classic, yeah, the uh, classic giving birth yeah, yeah, position. No, exactly. See my yeah. sitting. So bring us back to when your child was born. Uh, I really wanted to know if it was a boy or girl because I didn't. Um, I didn't find out with either one of my children because I, I thought there's so few surprises in life. Like this, this I wanted to, I didn't want to know. So um, I was really wanted to know. I mean, it's immediately when she came out, I kept saying, boy or girl, boy or girl, because I really was convinced that she was a boy. And then they said, oh, no, it's a beautiful girl and put her on my, immediately on me. And I just remember crying because it was just it was so wonderful to have her mm. and she was so tiny <laughs> and beautiful I guess I ha I can't really remember I, mean, I think I remember the final push and then it was like this really cool release then you're like it just you really feel it <laughs> feel it just fly out of you right and then you're ah and then it's yeah it's just over and then she's there on you And it's wonderful. It's a precious moment, that very first moment. Mm. 
and I think also equally precious is to see my husband with their babies. Yeah, mm. it's a a bond. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful thing. Worth all the steps. Worth all the contractions. How would you describe yourself as a person? Well, I mentioned I'm a warrior, but I um, I wouldn't call myself a control freak, but I like to know what's going to happen. I often... Um, I it's It takes practice to stay present, whereas I envy this about my husband. He's a very present person and doesn't have to practice that. So I, it, it's a... I have to work at staying present. I'm forward think I'm often thinking of the next thing to prepare. I'm an organized that way. Caring. I'm a very good friend. I'm a scientist, so I default to data or consistency or trends. That's why the contractions and keeping track of the time, it almost became like a data set to me mm. <laughs> because that was something I'm used to. So that was very, I think, in some ways, uh, comforting to keep it in a in a because in this, I remember in the app you could like make bar charts of how things were happening, and uh, I, I it was a good distraction. But yeah, so as a person, I'm a little bit yeah nerdy that way. Do you think the way you are as a person uh, reflected on how you give birth? I think that inner strength that I found or refound perhaps has helped me in other situations in my life that when I'm challenged, usually in challenging situations, I reflect back to that experience that I not just made it through, but I it was such a cathartic it was like a good experience, despite that it was a hard experience, it was empowering. And so in, li- in life, in moments since then, where I felt whether it was a, a work situation, a friend situation, um, a life situation where things happen, uh, that I feel I'm challenged, I can go back to that strength or that moment. And it sort of gives me comfort and clarity. I feel lucky to have had that. What would you say was the best part of giving birth for you? I think it was conquering the contractions. <laughs> it was really hard to keep that focus. Clearly having a child is a, is the best thing, but the in that process it was conquering those contractions. And life is so easy to run away from challenging situations and I think I've I've done that often. But here you there's no there's nowhere to run. The baby's coming. And so I think the best part of it was that instead of, uh, we didn't go into detail of this, but I had, uh, I, I said a little bit about the fear. It was for this, it was conquering that fear. Instead of letting fear drive, I, 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 I stopped it. And I tapped into a strength to overcome that fear. So I'm glad the fear was there to challenge me, but I sort of, I pushed it aside and I took I took the high road in some mm. ways and said, I'm going to do this. 
And it was like that moment, like, ah, see me roar. I get teary again. You make me I cry just, too. I just, I didn't know that person was in me. Mm. I'm grateful for that challenge to see a side of me that I didn't really know truly existed. Why do you think it's so hard for many of us when we give birth to let go and trust the process? Oh, because we we want to know what's going to happen. Uh, we want to control things and there's not a... I can't... Although the contractions and the process is predictable in some way that it's going to progress, it's sort of a little bit unpredictable. Um, so I think that's hard to for if you don't let go of that needing to control or know. Um, I think that can be challenging um, for people. Like I said, I have to mindfully practice that. It was contraction by contraction. Because I think that is part of the positive experience for many women is that uh, you are in the present. You're not in the future. You are in this contraction. Yeah. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing this contraction. Yes, exactly. That's the only thing I'm doing. And yeah, that's no, the no. only thing that's important. It is this contraction, the next breath. Yeah. And the out-breath and the in-breath and the out-breath. It's precisely right. And if you kind of surrender to the power of mm-hmm. the contractions that mm-hmm. keep coming and coming and coming, mm-hmm. it's going to be so much easier than if you fight them because they're still going to come. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I think um, relax and let it happen. If you look upon the whole process of you bringing your child into this world, what would you say was the most important factor for this positive experience? The love and support around me, my husband, his family, and my family from afar, and then these wonderful midwife women that gave me so much support and love. That was a very important factor. My first daughter was is a joy. The both of them are the joys of my life. So I was very excited for that union as well. For giving your older daughter yeah. a sibling, a sibling. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very it's very powerful. Yeah. If you had to choose one defining moment during your birth, what would that be? It's the final push. <laughs> the final push? The final push when the baby comes out, when Minna came out. There's this building and building, both emotionally and physical pressure. And it just, and then it's, then you feel the, like, the release in your physically the release down below and then you hear the cry and then she's on your chest it's priceless i don't know how to explain it whether it's your first child your fifth child any child it's a price it's a moment that and i think because my first child i didn't have that moment similar moment because of the extraction procedure so with minna that was a rather defining moment Mm. And that we made it. You're here. So is there any wisdom about birth that you'd like to share to other women listening? Oh, just breathe. It'll be okay. And enjoy it. Because I don't think there's any other... You can have, I think... I mean, I've only had two children, but both births were very different. They were both the same process, but different 
emotional, physical experiences. And I think it's a, it's a treasure. And it's, it's the one thing women get to do that, you know, men don't get to do this. <laughs> and it's unique in that way. And we're united in that way. And we can celebrate that we have this gift. It's an amazing gift we have. And um, to enjoy it, because it really only, you know, it may only happen once or a couple times, but it will always be unique. Just tap into it. It's amazing. Has the way you think about yourself and your ability mentally and physically um, changed after giving birth, you'd say? Yes, for sure. I don't think there's going... I've experienced, with the exception of maybe losing a loved one, had a similar mental challenge. Like I I mentioned earlier, that I, I can tap into that force again when I need it. And as I recall the first couple of weeks after Amanda was here, feeling really empowered by that experience and feeling really strong. I, I think sometimes if I, oh, I, often when I think about I have to get something hurt, I hurt, if something, I hurt myself or, oh, I have to get a dental thing, <laughs> I think, oh, it can't be any more painful than that birth. <laughs> so I, in birth in general. So I think in some ways, knowing that you can get through it, just a little concentration and faith, faith in yourself and faith in the love that's surrounding you. And the love you have for the being that's coming soon. Mm. It's like a superpower. Part of the reason I'm here is to share that superpower for women who are about to go through this or are thinking about going through this and maybe have this fear because it's it's great. I'd say all women have this superpower. And I think for many, for quite a few women, it's the first time you actually meet it face to face. It's when you give birth. Some women have met it earlier on in life, but mm. for a lot of women, it's the first time. And it's, it is a true superpower. Mm. It's important to know that beforehand. That everyone has it. You need to have the right circumstances and the right preparation for you mm. to tap into it when it's time to give birth. I agree. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story and your thoughts. It was my pleasure. Truly lovely to have you here. Thanks. Thank you. I thank you for listening to this episode of the Positive Birth Story podcast with me, Swedish midwife Wasa Holstein. And thank you so much, Rachel, for sharing your beautiful story about overcoming fear by being brave And as a result, finding your inner superpower. I've listened to this episode a couple of times already. And I get the shivers every time I hear Rachel say, see me roar. My experience as a midwife is that if you take your fear seriously, pulling it apart, seeing where it comes from and what it stands for, it will give most women, not all of course, but the greater part for sure, the tools needed to dare to give birth vaginally. So treat yourself with love and get the help that you need. You're worth it. If you want to read more about me and this mission of mine, go to the positivebirthstorypodcast.com. And to be sure that you don't miss an episode, do subscribe. In the case you have enjoyed this episode and feel like you want to contribute to a good cause, please reach out to one of my favorite organizations of all times, Doctors Without Borders, 
and support them in the important and life-changing work they do for women and babies around the world every day. May the force be with you and I hope you will come back for more episodes. Bye for now.